Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go to the Celebrity Line and talk to our great friend, Cardinals broadcaster, Mike Claiborne. Claves, how are you doing, sir? Kerry, I'm doing well, man. Uh, rehab is, as you know, is always a challenge. Mm-hmm. Life is good. I got, no, I have no complaints. I, I got to assume you're doing a little bit better now that the season is over and, and you no longer have to endure. It, it felt like we were all enduring this past 23 season. This is, You know what, man? I got to tell you, uh, if you're a Cardinals fan or a Blues fan, this has been a really challenging year, yeah. uh, you know, because we expected more. We got less, we, you know, for the first time in a long time, we both had, both teams had fire sales and uh, you know, you, you feel like, well, we don't want to rebuild. We want to reload. And, and I think you're kind of in that position, but from a baseball standpoint, I got to tell you, man, I find myself watching more baseball than I normally would. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Yeah, it has, and I think one of the things, because we, we saw every team play, you know, with the balanced schedule, so you kind of have a feel about these teams that you're watching. Uh, so it's been good so far. So, Clebs, the Cardinals decided to delay their postseason press conference uh, till either a month from now or after the World Series. Does that mean that something is going to happen or that actually nothing is going to happen? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, one of the things that a lot of teams try and do is not to – create a distraction from the playoffs in the World Series. And uh, that, that really happens more uh, than anything else. You, don't, you won't hear about a lot of managers being named or you won't hear about a lot of shakeups uh, until maybe a gap between one series to the other. But, you know, normally you'll hear a lot of things right after the World Series because right after that, man, they go into the general manager meetings. And I get the feeling this year general manager meetings will have a whole new outlook as far as planning to see to, to help their teams get better. So, Claims, do you think that there will be some changes coming to the Cardinals coaching staff? I would think that there probably would be some tweaking. I, I'm not saying they're going to overhaul and throw everybody out on the street, but I would think there would be a tweak here and there. Uh, and they kind of alluded to that, that maybe there will be some reassignments. Uh, now, reassignment can mean anything from being a, a, a consultant where you're a rover or maybe you go from – coaching one position and working at another position. So uh, there's a lot of things that could come up in that situation. So I think for all of us, it's just probably be better for us to just wait and see. And, and, and the thing is, they've had a lot of time to, to address this. You know, once you realize you weren't going to be in postseason, you, you, you probably start having initial conversations on how do we fix this. And uh, so this isn't something where, okay, season's over, let's get to work. Now, I think that um, the way that organization works, <clears throat> they're always working, and they're always looking to be better. So they don't need a date on the calendar to figure out, try to figure out how they're going to be better for the following season. 
And, of course, we're going to continue to talk about starting pitching until the Cardinals announce who they will be bringing in. I thought this was interesting because Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch was kind of writing about some of the names, the names that we have heard of, Sonny Gray, Aaron Nola. But then he brought up one that I haven't thought that much about, Tyler Glass now. Do you see him as a possibility for the Cardinals? And what do you think about his injury history? Well, that would be my red flag. You know, if I can get him for a song and a dance and maybe a little bit more, I'd definitely kick the tires on. But with that said, you know, be prepared for an injury. Now, you know, I I look at him and then I think about a guy like Michael Walker, who was a guy who was injury prone when he was in St. Louis. When he left St. Louis, things started to balance out. He was a little bit more physically mature, and he really hasn't had the injury issues that he had when he was here in St. Louis. So maybe you strike lightning in a bottle along that line where you get a guy that maybe a change in organization. This would be his third if he would come to St. Louis. Uh, maybe that changes things. But if not, there are just some people, uh, Brooke, that just can't get out of their own way when it comes to injury. It's not their fault. I mean, look at a guy like Alex Reyes, you know, who we thought was going to be a very special pitcher. And I think the guy's had virtually every in- injury you could have. So then he moves on to L.A., and the first thing he does when he gets to L.A. with the Dodgers is what? Get hurt. So it just it just some people it just happens that way too. Claves, you've been around this game for a long time, and you know better than anyone, and as well as anyone, how important uh, players' legacies are in terms of winning championships. So, how important is it for the Cardinals to surround Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado with a team that can help them win a championship? Well, you know that's a good question. Um, I, I kind of look at it bigger than that. I, you know, I, I think. Everybody has a legacy. Now, these guys have been around for a while, but, you know, you don't think some of these other guys want to have that on their resume, too. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously, because those guys have been so good to the game since they played, you, you certainly want to give them a kick at the can uh, because they haven't done that before. So I would think there would be some urgency to a point, but I think the urgency also is, hey, how about us just having a good team to have that, that Goldschmidt and Arenado happen to play on? Yeah, I agree. I think that for me, I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of, you know, future Hall of Fame players. We know yeah, they no, want to go down and yeah, they want to go down and, and with a championship on their <laughs> on their resume. Yeah, I mean, you know, your points are very valid. And, and I'll run this by you. You played with some good players in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that won Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, did guys ever have meetings and say, hey, man, let's go out and get this one for Jerome Bettis or whomever? Uh, well, I, you like, let's let's I, go get this. So I will I will say this. I wasn't on the 05 team, but I do believe they all felt that way for Bussy because that game was – that Super Bowl was in Detroit, his hometown. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they wanted to make sure that he went out, future Hall of Famer, with a uh, Super Bowl win on his resume. So who was, who was the top dog on your team? On our team, it was well, yeah. all those guys had already won championships. So <laughs> they, we yeah. were two years later. Uh, but it would be, you know, it would be uh, James Harrison, James Ferrier, Troy Palomalu, uh, Ben Hines. But all those guys, as I said, had already won a championship three years prior. So we didn't really have anybody that was a future Hall of Famer or in that regard that hadn't just won one with that organization. So you're saying that they weren't on – some of those vets weren't on the parking lot saying, you see that kid Davis over there? No, nah, they were No, 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 no. They were <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. They, no. <laughs> they wanted the Buffalo Wild Wings. We, we, yeah. figure out how we can get one for the kids. No, nah, we all wanted to win because we were, were greedy in that regard. We wanted to win championships. So that and has to be the mindset mind, for them. 
Oh my, I'm being greedy when it comes to just to get into some postseason October baseball, we were talking about that earlier, how exciting it is. Not so exciting if you're a Dodgers fan. What do you make of what's going on with the Dodgers right now? Obviously, a lot of this falling on the starting pitchers. Well, you know what they say, good pitching stops good hitting any day of the week or most days. But here's something that I think we got to take into account. This, this wild card thing is real. And the reason why is because the teams that are wild card teams normally have to fight a little longer, almost down to the final week of the season. So they're already in playoff mode. You know, they're playing for each other. They have their mojo going. And then they walk in and grab a team that hasn't played in five days. They're trying to find a reset button. And it, it just hasn't worked so far. I mean, when you look at Arizona, you look at Philadelphia, they, they, their thing is they're not scared of anybody. They could care less about what your regular season record is because you have to deal with them face-to-face. And you know what? They, those teams have a couple of pitchers. And, yeah, again, this pitching thing is real, and the bullpens have really had an impact on all of these series. So, you know, it's, it's something that if you're a Cardinal fan or a team that spent a lot of money, whether you pick any New York team or San Diego, you better make sure you have a bullpen. Mm. If you don't have a bullpen, I wouldn't care if you went out and signed Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox, and John Smoltz. <laughs> if you don't have a bullpen, it doesn't mean anything at this point because that's the direction of the game. Now, I'm not, certainly, I, I'm not certain if I agree with that notion. I think there should be a reward for guys who pitch more innings and, and keep their team in a game. I mean, now a guy can pitch five and a third, five and two-thirds, and then turn it over to the bullpen to go get the next four and a third outs. And guess what? He gets the win and a whole lot more money than three other guys in the bullpen. I think there should be a little bit more of an emphasis on on fighting through it, which takes me to this point. You know, we are always conscious of pitch counts and innings pitched during the course of the year. I'd be willing to venture that these guys that are pitching now are going well beyond anything they've ever done in their careers as far as uh, innings in their in their season. So we're going to see who the men and the boys are here because of the fact some guys – haven't been here before, and they're going to have to figure out how to pitch through it compared to looking at their stats and, oh, my goodness, I pitched over 200 innings. I'm mm. supposed to stop now. Okay, <laughs> do you want to stop or do you want to keep pitching to make sure you have a chance to win something that you may not get another crack at? Exactly. Clay, let's shift gears a little bit. Have you been keeping up with some football? What, what, are, your, what oh, are your thoughts yeah. so far on this, <laughs> this NFL season? All right, I, got, I have one question to ask you because okay. you play the game at a pro level. You coach young people. What has happened to tackling? Oh, you don't get to practice it. Listen, this arm and shoulder tackling, you might be able to get away with that in in Massey Dickey Bulldogs or, you know, (laughs) uh, West Coast or one of those other JFL leagues. You cannot cannot tackle guys by the shoulder pads or try and arm tackle. And and I think you make a good point. You can't do it in practice because, oh, coach, I get hurt. But the the tackling at at the college level, at the pro level, is embarrassing. So I, it I'll, is just flat out embarrassing. I'll simplify it for you. So normally, we were we were taught when I played, you get your head across. So if the guy is running Absolutely. to my left, I tackle him with my head in front of him with my right shoulder. But that exactly. gives you a lot of stingers, a lot of neck issues, uh, you know, some some concussion issues. So now they're taught to tackle him behind. So now your head is behind him and you're tackling him with your left shoulder. Well, that's only arms and more, more times than not, they're running through those tackles. And so 
it's made the game safer, but it's made the game sloppier in terms of tackling because it's harder to get a guy on the ground when you have less in front of him to stop him. There's no doubt. But then answer to your question, yeah, I've been watching. This college thing is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, This Caleb Williams, man, uh, you know, he won Heisman last year, and I'm not the biggest proponent of how this whole Heisman thing is voted on in the first place. But bottom line, if we're going to play by those rules, I'd like to see somebody offensively that shows more than Caleb Williams. Now, you get some Missouri guys who try to tackle this quarterback over the weekend, they may say, well, hold on a minute. There's a guy we saw this week. You might want to think about him, too. But Caleb Williams, man, is is a fascinating player to watch, and he's figured it out. But, you know, overall, I've uh, been trying to stay on top of it. I am not a person that believes in rankings at this time of the year. Yeah, uh, We have just really actually played – most teams that actually played what I would say challenging games, all the other games really didn't mean anything because you made up your non-conference schedule. So I'm a believer that you really don't know who these teams are until maybe this weekend or certainly the following weekend. Claves, what you got coming up on Claves Online? Well, we have uh, Dr. Rick and uh, Rammer with the podcast. We're going to drop that later today. Uh, John Anderson from ESPN is going to huddle up with Howard Richardson. I, I think that starts tomorrow. And uh, we'll get our hockey coverage started with Jamal Mayers and Kevin Weeks. That'll be starting up this week. We're going to hopefully, if Alex Ferrario's schedule doesn't uh, preclude him from being part of what we do, we'll probably be involved with him as well. And uh, the two-man game with uh, Matt Rocchio uh, and Bob Ramsey, that program covers basketball from one baseline to the other. That's going to be starting up fairly soon. So we have a lot. And, you know, I mentioned last week we had this interview we did with Cedric the Entertainer. I think we're going to drop that later this week, if not early next week. You have to listen. Uh, we cover a whole lot of things. And, you know, it was a, there, there was a chuckle or two in, in, involved in the interview. Let's <laughs> just put it that way. So uh, we have a lot of good stuff coming up on ClavesOnline.com. Well, Claves, we appreciate and, you. Oh, by the way, good luck to all the guys over here at your place. Blues are – they dropped the puck on Thursday. Yep. Cannot wait. Uh, it's going to be a fun season, an interesting season. And everyone I ask about the Blues, hey, what do you think? And they look at me and say, I don't know. This, this is a team we have. We will scratch our heads about for, I guarantee, the first two months. I, I, we were, we're, we're in the same boat. We'll, we'll figure it out soon enough and figure out if they are better, worse, or the same as they were last year. Give it time. Yep. It's going to take some time. Yep. Claves, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. You guys have a great week. Take care. Appreciate it. That was Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne joining us.